Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Angel Ellis is just trying to do her job. She's a reporter for Muskegee Media, Okmulgee, Oklahoma, and she wants to give her readers access to all the information that's relevant to the Muskegee Creek Nation. But that's not an easy task, given that Angel and her colleagues believe in truth and transparency and aren't afraid to challenge the integrity of some questionable tribal officials. And that's the backstory behind this terrific documentary film called Bad Press. It'll be premiering at the 2023 Sundance Film Festival. So if you are in town in Park City, you'll want to check this out. If not, you can check it out online at festival.sundance.org. Bad Press has so many things going for it. It's a great story, great central character, a struggle of concerning freedom of the press, And also we learn a lot about the challenges and the rights of uh, Native peoples in this country. And without further ado, welcome to the program, the co-directors of this wonderful film, Bad Press, Rebecca Lansbury-Baker and Joe Peeler. To both of you, welcome to Film School Radio. Thank you for having us. Let me start by saying there is so much information in this film, much of which I was completely unaware of. The fact that there are over 500 Native nations recognized by the federal government that and also that out of those 500 plus nations only four of them have a guaranteed right of freedom of the press just mind-boggling to me uh let's start with the inspiration for this film where did it come from and i'll start with you rebecca absolutely well this is a very personal you know story for me as a citizen of the muskogee creek nation and as a former tribal media uh, journalist and editor i had actually worked um with angel and jared and i used to be the editor of the muskogee nation news back when i was there back in the day it wasn't yet muskogee media um so you know i dealt with these same issues of censorship that is so common in indian country and so um i'm also the executive director of the native american journalist association and that's one of the big issues that we deal with um in the nonprofit space of like how do we support journalists in indian country who are covering their own tribal nations and oftentimes face these really unique challenges and censorship is one of them transparency is really you know can be very challenging in these communities and again as a citizen it's so important for me to be able to um you know share information with my fellow citizens and um there's this idea of free press supports tribal sovereignty because it provides accountability to the the citizens. So it helps them be educated voters and, and engaged citizens. So obviously like journalism is very important to me and having worked with our participants in the film with, um, you know, Angel, Jared, Sterling, knowing that they have these big personalities and the way that they approach these really stressful situations with humor and, you know, just the hilariousness of the everyday, you know, office life being a journalist was something again that I had personally experienced and I wanted to, you know, share 
with the world through this, you know, documentary, even though the issue itself, you know, is really heavy. I think the journalists are able to shed a lot of, you know, understanding with very like funny, you know, quips that we get from Angel and always uh, very quick with, with jokes. So again, this was a really important story for me to tell, especially when the repeal happened. I felt like you know, this is a story that can't just be swept under the rug again, like it so often is in Indian country. We have to document what is happening here and tell the story of the fight for free press for these Muskogee journalists and, you know, my my fellow citizens, my friends, my my colleagues, and um, share that story. Well, in, in addition to all that, and you, you're absolutely right, Angel is an incredible kind of subject to be a part of any documentary film, and she certainly lends personality and perspective and experience and heartbreak, all of the things that we see in the film. But this film is also an object lesson for small-D Democrats across the country, whether they're Indigenous or not. This is something for the free press is always under some kind of stress. We're always dealing with that. And again, I you, I learned a lot in you know, the course of the film, which I thought was great. Joe Peeler, I, in terms of the actions of the council that are, to me, as an outsider, so transparent, right? So for <laughs> me, just watching it, I, I'm, I'm seeing what they're doing, and it doesn't seem like there's really much, even an attempt to disguise what they're all about. But for you as a as a journalist and as a documentary filmmaker, this must have felt like the beginning, certainly back in, two, is this 2018 when we begin our story? Is that about the time? Yeah, 2018. It had to feel like the, all the ingredients for a really interesting story were taking place. Is, is that? Yeah, I think that Becca, um, Becca, do you want to tell the story about you guys uh, hitting me up? <laughs> Yeah. I think that <laughs> when the repeal happened, like I said, I was telling my husband, who's one of our producers, um, Garrett Baker, you know, he's been through this journey with me for a really long time back when I was at the paper as well. And so when the repeal happened, I was like, oh, Garrett, like, you know, what are we going to do about this? And he was like, this needs to be a documentary. Like, he's like, we need to talk to Joe, which, you know, Joe and Garrett were friends at the time. And so we went to a pizza place and we we're like <laughs> telling this story, you know, to Joe and telling him about, you know, Angel and the journalists there. And so thankfully he wanted to to sign on pretty quickly. And he said like, yeah, this story it needs to be told. And so thankfully he. <laughs> yeah, I think. I, I think, Mike, the idea, like what you had said is exactly how I felt, which is I have no idea that this was going on. And the immediate thought was, well, if I have no idea, I'm a pretty engaged political guy. If I have no idea, I think a lot of people might not have any idea. And so that was kind of the crux of, okay, this is at least interesting from like kind of a macro perspective of a topic. And it really wasn't until I went out and kind of met Angel that it really solidified like, oh, this is a person who is uh, Angel is a person who is extremely passionate about the tribe. She's super funny, as you see in the film. She's able to kind of crunch down these big topics that you're discussing, which is, you know, democracy on uh, on the whole, freedom of press on the whole, things that are, 
you know, being experienced by all Americans, really, and kind of crunch them down into a bite-sized joke for the audience uh, to understand all of this uh, political machinations and everything that's going on on the National Council and all of that stuff. And it was really when I met her, that kind of, the, the, all the puzzle pieces came together as, okay, we have this like big issue and we have this thing that's happening that's like really infuriating from just kind of a, a democracy standpoint, uh, whether you're native or non-native, then kind of combining that with, oh, we have this person who can actually lead us through this on the ground. That was like very, very important, I think. I keep, I'll keep coming back to this. You know, I, the, I'm learning a lot about Indian native native peoples in this country, native nations in this country, that was a really important thing for me because for most Americans, certainly on the coasts, we certainly we don't have any real connection, physical connection to native people. This is again, it's really important for that reason. The the travails of native people in this country, native nations in this country is is an object lesson to the rest of us first of all and also accountability which is universal for all of us and that's the, the importance of free press yeah. you know it's the only as i've often said that, uh, it's the only business that was institutionalized in our constitution it's the only one that they thought really mattered enough to do that with <laughs> and i think that's a really important and it's a really important part of this story um rebecca it's good to see that it's in certain in within certain people in this film how important and how much they value that, isn't it? Absolutely. And I think, you know, the Muskogee citizens, I don't want to spoil our ending. Don't do anything <laughs> to spoil it for anybody. I won't spoil, please, I won't spoil it. But I will I will just say, you know, I think we see how important being engaged citizens and you know, engaged voters and educated voters are, you know, in this story. And again, as we might have mentioned, like, you know, it's a microcosm of like how important it is to you know, have transparency and have, um, you know, accountability between the citizens and the elected officials. And just just a note to your, you know, kind of uh, point about representation, too. I obviously think that's so important. And here in, in the U.S., we have, you know, 574. Those are just the federally recognized tribes. And there are also like you know, state recognized tribes that aren't even included in that number. And then in the, the state of Oklahoma, which is where I, you know, was born and raised right outside of our tribal headquarters in Okmulgee, Oklahoma, you know, we have 39 federally recognized tribes. So, you know, I was obviously like surrounded by indigenous people from all backgrounds. And I think one of the things that I am most proud of for our film is it does show the diversity, not only of just Indian country in general, but also the diversity that's here within the Muscogee Creek Nations. We have citizens that live in Oklahoma, citizens like me that live, you know, in California, live all over the world. And the Muscogee Nation, well, not the Muscogee Nation News anymore, just the Muscogee News you know, is mailed out to citizens for, you know, at no cost, wherever they're at all over the globe, because it's such an important resource for them and keeps them connected to the tribe and what's happening there. So again, we also have not just the newspaper, but a radio show, all of our social media on the Muskogee media side. So those sources of information are just 
super important to all the audiences of the, you know, of Muskogee media. I think it's just so important to like show that it's not just people living in um, Okmulgee, Oklahoma that are citizens. We have like such a range of diversity geographically, um, you know, what we look like. There's no, uh, you know, one way that Muskogee people uh, look. We're a former uh, confederacy of a tribal nation. So I think that's just something important to know. Absolutely. Absolutely. I just want to remind our listeners are speaking with the co-directors of a documentary film called Bad Press, and it will be opening at the Sundance Film Festival, the 2023 Sundance Film Festival, starting on January 22nd, and it will be running through the 27th at a variety of uh, theaters in Park City, as well as available online. And I just want to take a step back and sort of describe the, the circumstances that kicked off all of this. Tribal government is very powerful. There's so many things about the film that are really salient, not only for all of us, but also for the tribe as, as well, is we know of all of the issues that face tribal people in this country, unemployment, poverty, educational opportunities, human trafficking, all of these things. And if you can't have a government that's accountable and transparent, these are these will be intractable issues forever. So I in the film, again, I think that's so fundamental to understanding why this is important, not only, I mean, as a matter of, of governance, but also for so many issues that are facing uh, indigenous people in this country. So what was it that kicked off this whole kind of row that we see in the film? Um, Joe, do you want to take that? Muskogee Media had a free press law on the books. The Muskogee Creek Nation had a free press law on the books, uh, which allowed Muskogee Media, their tribally owned newspaper and media outlet, to do hard news on the government. And uh, it became quickly apparent that the government did not like hard news being done about it. <laughs> and uh, I don't think that anyone was ever able to uh, exactly prove which story it was that really set the dominoes in motion. But broadly speaking, you'll see in the film uh, the range of hard news stories that Muskogee Media is doing, which is holding their national council, which is the tribe's legislative branch and the executive branch, the principal chief and his office accountable for whether it's sexual harassment or embezzlement or the, the litany of issues that they were uncovering. That seems to be the crux for the uh, secretive, very fast emergency session that was called uh, 12 hours in advance um, to repeal the Free Press Act. Um, and the Free Press Act, when it was passed, was a historic moment for the tribe. They became only the fifth that had uh, fifth federally recognized tribe that had free press out of 575 and uh, um, or 574 maybe. <laughs> um, uh, so it was this huge deal when they got it. And so for it to be basically the plug pulled in less than 12 hours was just a shock to the journalists and journalists around Indian country. It was a shock to um, Becca, obviously, and uh, kind of set in motion this entire story that we then track over the course of we're coming up on our four year anniversary when we started filming. And one of the great things about that, and, and we see it in the film, is the engagement of people 
we do see small d democracy in action. See people, it's it's a winding road to be sure, <laughs> but it's, I mean, I, I it's just it's I, I don't want to give anything away. I'm trying not to say <laughs> that will be that will be. Um, stick around for the ride if you get a chance to see bad press. <laughs> certainly, you'll be rewarded for your for your <laughs> for the time you spend with it. It, it heartens me to to see films like this because I do want to believe in the essential decency of all people in some level. And you're being accepted into the 2023 Sundance Film Festival. Rebecca, you know, where, where were you when you heard? Or, I mean, what's, what's this meant to you sort of as a filmmaker? <laughs> Oh my goodness. I just shared a photo actually on my, or one of my, uh, our team, Jean Ream, our editor, she shared like a screenshot of like us telling <laughs> the rest of the team. So Joe and I were actually in New York for the, that was the, the goth or was that for Doc NYC? I can't remember which I one. I think you might've been in Doc NYC and I was in LA. Okay. That's right. Yeah. So I was at, <laughs> I was at Doc NYC, um, in New York and um joe and i we had a call scheduled you know with with sundance and so we were both you know on zoom when i had been you know pitching the film all day at the the festival and so we're like oh we have this call what is it going to be about and like when we heard the news like we honestly neither of us believed uh the programmer when she was like and <laughs> we want to invite you to you know premiere your film and we were like I think we both were just very quiet. <laughs> we were like, are we understanding this correctly? Like, she's not. Yeah, I, I remember being like, kind of like confused, like what is happening here? So was that your reaction to Joe? Yeah, it was very, it was very like, did she say what we thought she said? Yeah. Anyway, let's just continue the conversation and keep chatting because I don't know what she just said, yeah, but that, that was that a little was, weird. Yeah, we acted like we were like, <laughs> Okay, we don't really know what's happening, but um, <laughs> yeah. It hit us. It yeah, I think the 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 programmer who invited us uh, um, uh, actually had to like circle back and clarify because yeah. we just kind of kept talking, and she and she kind of went, uh, no, 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 this is an an, an invitation to the film <laughs> to the film festival, and we went, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, so it awesome. was it was very exciting and um, again unexpected but just amazing news and then we were like oh my gosh we have so much to do which is the <laughs> mode that we've been in to like you know well, well we're still in <laughs> so well, well dress warm yeah. be ready yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah be prepared because it is cold I, i've been there once and yes they're not kidding around so uh <laughs> we're thrilled yeah yeah absolutely with well, my congratulations to both of you well done the film bad press documentary film bad press it's wonderful and I uh, I look forward to more work. I hope you come back at, an, at another time after you cleaned up, you know, a bunch of words and all that stuff. And you're on to your next your next uh, film. You'll come back and join us again. Sounds great. Would love to. So Wonderful. Mike. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. Thank you. Again, the film is called Bad Press. We've been talking to the co-directors, Rebecca Lansbury Baker, as well as Joe Keeler. Thank you so much, guys. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. Film School Radio.